Live, Australia's number one pop culture podcast and web series. I'm your host, Todd Bailey. Join me on the podcast tonight. Wake up and I'm Hudson Mans. Hey, buddy. Well, what's up? What's up? I'm getting, I'm in holiday mode. I'm I'm flying out to the UK. You son of a bitch! You're supposed to bring your A game every time I'm you're on this podcast. Back. Don't not, bring your, uh, your, your your D or G. I call it my H game. Uh, for holiday. Son I'm of off a bitch. for about um, three three and a bit weeks. Yeah. So you, no podcast from that time, Ginger. You get a break as well. Well, no no podcast with you. Oh, oh you're going to replace me? Well, hey, you know, like I'm easy not, come, I'm easy not go. Repl- not that easily replaced, pal. Easy come, easy go. Look at my contract. Read the fine print. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm heading off to uh, back to the uh, what we call the old motherland, mm-hmm. uh, the UK. Going to check out some comic shops over there and uh, cool stuff like that. So yeah. see what um, what unfolds over there in good old Britain. You can pick up some uh, 2008. I could if I really want to, but I don't because mm. I'm not a fan of 2008. I don't read it. See, I'm I'm trying to wrap my brain for any Brit. Well, obviously stuff like you know, Alan Moore and stuff like that. But oh yeah, for, and, but, but um, I'm what I'm hunting for because I'm going to be up in Scotland. Yeah, I'm going to Scotland, Ginge. Yeah, uh, and then I'm going across to Ireland. Yeah, and um, I'm hunting while I'm over there. I'm going to be hitting up a bunch of comic shops. Hmm. I want uh, local books, as yeah. in I know that there's some great little uh, local uh, Irish small press. Yeah. Yep. Books, and uh, I'm pretty sure there's some up made, produced like locally in Scotland as well. Cool. So I'm going to have a little hunt around so I can pick up some um, some of that kind That's of stuff. That's awesome, man. Yeah, bring like them back and show us, yeah. Yeah. I will be hunting, uh, hitting up, sorry, the um, the big, what they call the Holy Grail of UK comic shops, which is um, a Forbidden Planet in London. Now, I have been there before. Uh, a couple of years ago. That's a couple of stories high, just full two, of... Two different levels? Just full of stuff. Just it, full, it of, full of... The the stuff that dare bear its name. You know what? Last time I was over there, I wasn't into Doctor Who, right? Oh, As I remember walking past all this Doctor Who stuff going, eh. Now that I'm no, into- no, no, no. Say what you really thought. Say what you really thought. Back in the day, I yeah. just wasn't a Doctor Who fan, so I'd just walk past him. Meh, not my No, you wouldn't have said meh. You would have went, I've- you Doctor Who loving motherfucker. No, I, that's you, right? Um, I'm open to what people like. Oh, really? Yes, oh, really, really. Anyway. <laughs> Let, let's hop in a time machine and go 12 months back to, to past Todd. No, um, but I'll tell you what, now that I'm into it, yeah. I'm going to be checking out the Doctor Who stuff because you know, I want to buy something a little special for, for my lass and she's a massive Doctor. I got her a little something special tonight. Actually, it's all right because by the time this podcast comes out, I'll have given it to her. I got her a TARDIS. Oh, you're going to give it to her, all right? I gave her... It's a TARDIS cake mold. Now, Jeans, I'm worried. Um, I'm, I'm worried. I'm fucking worried for you, man. Anything you buy for a lady to that can be used in the kitchen is it a, is should it a, not be given as a gift. Is that a no-no, buying something... Like, see, see, the thing is... geeky kitchenware. Yeah, but, but the thing you may get away with is the fact that it's not a special occasion. No, if no, it was a, a random that, gift. That's right. If, if it was a birthday oh, no, or Valentine's Day, you'd never ever buy you'd be anything up the, shit. the kitchen. Be, you may as well have been bought a toaster. Actually, no, hang on. Go back. Vol- uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah. Volunteer's Day. <laughs> Valentine's Day. I got my lovely lass a soda stream. That goes in the kitchen, Ginge. Well. She loves it. Loved it as yeah, well back then. Yeah, but you, that wasn't the only thing you gave her for Valentine's Day. Oh, no, day, no, no. Was she it? got a lot of presents. Yeah, so. Yeah. so, so and that, I got a lot of presents because, you know, we're doing that whole. I bet multiple, you did. Multiple presents. I bet you did. Don't be dirty. No, um, hey, anyway, if we, anyone's dirty, it's it's your own mind because I'm thinking it was your very first Valentine's Day together. So obviously there'd be a, an explosion of, of gift love, giving. Of, yeah, uh, with love behind you. Yeah, like, um, <laughs> I love you so love. much. Here's that. <laughs> love stinks. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. We're dealing with, with single stinks. You always get like this when you're single. Love stinks. Love hurts, isn't it? No, no. 
It's another song. Is it? I think, oh, you want me to sing? Love hurts. Isn't it funny? Both Love. sound actually remarkably similar, Ginge, to mm. me. Anyway, um, going back, yeah. so I've got this lovely TARDIS. It's one of those, you know the... Um, it, it, it just looks like the side of the door. And, and, so you know, the front it's of the, the, shape, front of the it's TARDIS. The sh- it's the front and the shape of yeah, the TARDIS. right, but what it is, what do you call it? Um, like a latex... Uh, silicon. Silicon, that's yeah. the thing. So you yeah. can use it for ice, you can make chocolates, you can put bake anything Because you whack them things in the bloody oven, they don't melt. Yeah. Um, so I thought, well, that's a pretty cool gift. Cause, mm. You know what? Part of me... Part of me, here's the cheeky part, did. Yeah. Part of me's hoping to come home to a nice tartar cake. <laughs> I just... But I, I've actually seen the the, the mold, and mm. I thought, huh. I wonder if you put like gingerbread sort of stuff into it that you could actually make four sides and actually make a full on you could tartar like gingerbread. Spo- why couldn't you do it out of sponge? Well, you could do, you could do whatever you want. You could. I tell you what, Jude. Here's a new segment. Ready? Take it away. Todd Wade's cooking adventures. Right, so Ginge, my plan, right? Okay. You use the TARDIS so, mold. So you've got you've got the pink apron on. Right, no. And, and the chef's hat. No, no it's and a blue nothing apron. else. Blue apron. Oh, sorry, right. it's yeah. a blue Doctor no, Who all, apron. We're, we're about hygiene in this kitchen. <laughs> what you do is you whack up four of them, right? Mm. Stick them together with a bit of um, oh, icing. What like icing or something yeah. like that. Now, in the centre, it's going to be hollow, right? Yeah. So what you do yeah. is get a bit of sponge put down, cut the sponge put down the bottom, yeah. right? Ice it in as well with yeah. icing, so yeah. it kind of sticks together. Yeah. And then in the middle, I reckon you fill it full of things like whipped cream, custard, um, diced, you know, like fucking berries, no, fruit, you're not, you're not going, chocolate. You're not going smart enough, dude. Why? You should have M and M Smarties, all, all different things inside it, man. Plus, not this cream. healthy, you not this, he- cream. not this healthy fruit and shit in it. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this is geek speak, not fucking health. Digest 4,000. Okay, fine. Well, you put your Snickers bars and mini mm. Snickers and all that in Sounds there, right? Yeah. In between whipped cream yeah. and then put a little lid on top. Chocolate Scop- mousse. Sculpt a lid on top yeah. and then ice the whole thing over with like blue fondant. Yeah. Do you reckon that'd work? I don't know. We I'm should not, try I'm, it. I'm not a cook. You know what? We're too lazy to try it. But there you are. That's, that's our <laughs> new cooking segment. Wow. I can only imagine that it's going to... Uh, I have a picture in my head of what it should look like. Yeah. And now I've just kind of looked in, in my head and gone, now I imagine what it would look like if you and I made it. Yeah. And it looks nothing like how the original image looked. See, see, my thing is it's supposed to be bigger on the inside and it's 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 never going to be bigger on the inside. What do you mean? It's not a solid cake. It's something else. That's, That's right. That's when cool. You, but when you crack it open, it should be. It should. You should do it like Heston would do it. If you cracked it open, there should be a chemical reaction that actually makes. Whoa! What about something <laughs> that actually makes? Whoa! whoa what? I got an idea. Yeah. Imagine you could. You can. Uh, how do they make like the um, the the stuff like meringue in that? You know? Uh, well, yeah, well, I don't know. It'd, it'd be, yeah, but I'm saying, wouldn't it be good I'm if you... I'm not cra- Jamie fucking Oliver Jim. What I'm know. saying is, imagine if you cracked it open, right? So there was like meringue inside. Yeah, but the meringue actually sort of grows bigger and then uh, becomes hard. I don't Like think, it's a liquid and then it becomes hard once it, it, does, hit, once it, it hits that. air. I don't, hey, think, I don't think it's meant to do All that. I'm saying is, I come up with a motherfucking idea. <laughs> you're the one that has to work out how to do it scientifically. Oh, oh fantastic. Did you, Once upon a time ago, you're the ideas man, and I was the one who had to work out how the to... The roles have changed. Yes. You know what? I just cheat and have fireworks in there, right? So you, you got to cut it. It trips a little like an ignition thing, and the cake explodes. The biggest thing we could do is you, you put it on a little turntable... And when you serve it, it just spins around <laughs> yeah. really slowly. Yeah, and the turntable plays like the Doctor Who theme. It's just, it's just like an egg timer. You know it's really happen, tiny right? and slowly. Now that I've bought it and yeah. given it to my lovely lad, yeah. I'm going to get back from the UK, mm. 
And she's going to go, did you make like the big 3D TARDIS cake? And she's going to be like, there's a TARDIS jelly in the fridge. Sit the hell down. Shut up and eat it. That's <laughs> what it'll be. There's some jelly. There's some custard. Make it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> there's some ice cream if you're really, really experimental. You, you could make an ice cream mold out, like a little mini ice cream cake yeah. out of it. But anyway, there you go. If, uh, I'm you're, sure people are sick of our cooking recipes. Lo- your local comic book store or pop culture store should be able to get them in for you. They are fantastic. They make a decent size looking cake. Um, it's the Doctor Who TARDIS cake mould. Check it on out. That's actually pretty sweet. I always wanted to do the Ghostbusters logos, but I thought, you know, make them in chocolate. But, you know, like I'm not... I've tried I'm melting chocolate. I'm not kitcheny. I've tried melting chocolate before. It didn't end well. Mm. I could make maybe ice cubes. That'd be the best way. <laughs> on to Hollywood news. <laughs> Holy hell, Ginge. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. All right, mate. It, the first picture of Henry Cavill, official picture. Breaking he, news, yeah. In the, in the, the, the suit for Batman mm. versus Superman. Yes. The however. Back, the background. However, the location he's in. First thing you and I noticed, we went, oh, yeah, there's Superman. Look at the background. It's got to be Gotham. It's a dark, gritty-looking city in the there's, background. There's graffiti on the thing behind him. Yep. The, the whirlybird type air can... Yep. Yeah. He looks it's darker. All and because he's against that background and the way they've shot the photo and everything yep. else, he looks dark. Now, some people on the net are saying, is this the shot that Kevin Smith originally saw um, where it was... You know, the, mm. Remember, he saw a shot of mm. Ben Affleck in the bat suit mm-hmm. and... Superman Henry, behind him. Superman yeah. behind him. Is this is this the same, same series of shots? Yeah, because it looks awesome. Like it I does. can't wait. Now we keep getting all these new news bits out. Before, this is before San Diego. Yeah. Well, like San Diego is another week and a half, two weeks away. Mm. Um, all this stuff is coming out, and some people are going, "I'm over the news." I just, I'm, you know, because the movie's so far away. I don't want to have everything ruined from. I suppose. Like, uh, no, but they, I don't, they, they haven't really given away anything that they, you saw a shot of um, Henry Cavill's Clark Kent yes. the other day. Yes. Now, this shot is coming up. Yes. We've, we've seen unofficial set photos of Gal Gadot on the set. Yeah. And yep. all she was wearing is just a blue dress. That's right. Um, I don't think they've given away too much at all. And I don't, like, Do you think this is the, a thing right now where people are kind of like, I just want to get, you know, I want to go back, I want to be surprised. I don't yeah. want to know anything. I want to rock up the cinema and to be totally blown I think, away. I think there's been such a backlash about trailers lately. I mean, we're shows. part of that ourselves. Yeah. Like we're we're getting dead set against some of the trailers that are coming out. Show, showing so much. Although, yeah. here's an interesting little thing. Mm. You and I got to go along and see A Million Ways to Die in the West. We did. The trailer was misleading because the way the trailer kind of showed the way, things... The way the trailer was edited was very... Well, gave you what the, the movie was, but it also gave you almost like a... It wasn't. It wasn't a shorter version of the movie. It was almost like an alternate version of the movie. Yeah, if that was, makes any sense. It was like I get where you come from, but both thoroughly enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, um, I tell you what, I could hear you laughing the whole way through. You had a distinct <laughs> laugh, right? And um, I, I could tell you were enjoying it because you were laughing so hard yeah. the whole way through. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I was, uh, five out of five. The honestly. Back to the Future Doc Brown scene. That was fantastic. I was, I was a little bit upset it wasn't as big. as Some, I, some great little cameos yes, in the film. Yes. Um, and uh, even the music. The music was good. Like yeah. We both become hooked on the song um, if mm. you've only got a moustache. Yes. And uh, it's funny because you start, you know, you walk in the shop and I'll be humming, <laughs> humming this tune. And you know someone who has seen the movie because they walk in, I'll be humming the tune. And then they hum along and they go, if you've only got a moustache. <laughs> and you just like look at each other at that moment like... You've seen Million Ways to Die in the West. And You're cool. And you're walking past someone you, and you say, I've got to do the Muslim death chant. <laughs> Make sure you pick and choose those people correctly. Because I did this week 
didn't really go down that no, well. No, you didn't have a uh, Seth MacFarlane moment. No. But it was quite funny in the movie. It's um, uh, Tarzan Boy. Tarzan Boy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it, uh, oh, just little things too, like um, hey, j- j- just quickly, the, the Indian for fine was Mila Kunis. Yeah, Mila yeah, Kunis. Mila Kunis. Um, uh, just quickly, yep. uh, the, if you've ever heard that song, Tarzan Boy, yeah. and the, that, that part that they use in this movie wasn't actually any of the singers in the band doing that part of the song. Who was it? It was their manager. Because really? the singers couldn't sing that. You're kidding me. So it's me. the manager that come in and just, and just did that part of the song. There's a little bit of music history of music right history. there. That's fantastic. Rewind um, all the way back to the start of the conversation. Where, where are we heading back to? Because I was going to say, A Million Ways to Die in the West. Yeah. I just wanted to point out, did you notice, every time they did a little homage to something, like um, there's a, ch- a scene where they're riding towards a train, right? Mm. He's getting chased. Yeah. The music changed to the same music to, as in of, Indiana of that, Jones. Of that movie or, or, or whatever yeah, it was. Same that they with were... the Back to the Future cameo. Yeah. It was the Back to the yeah. Future music. Yes. Uh, it was fantastic. So if you're a, a bit of a pop culture fan, that movie was just sprinkled yes. with little references to great movies. L- loved loved it so much. Like Even the opening titles and everything just harkened back to it. The old classic the old westerns classics. from the 60s and 50s. And, and you know, I loved the, the you know a comedy based in the Wild West so much that it inspired me to, as soon as I finished it, I'm like, I gotta go watch Lightning Jack. Yeah, I have not seen that. In Paul years. Hogan. I had to. I, the very. Ne- I, I pulled the DVD out. Yep. Yep. Sat down and watched it again. I'm gonna have to borrow it off you. I've yeah, not man. watched that in years. If if, if you're you naughty, sent me a great little link uh, to a documentary that aired on ABC called Hanging with Hogs yeah. this week. Yep. And it was um, what's his name that plays Kenny? Uh, Shane Jacobson. Shane Jacobson, because uh, he acted with him in um, Charlie, Charlie and Boots. Boots. Yeah. And he w- went over to uh, to L.A. to catch up with Paul Hogan. And it was him driving around L.A. and Paul Hogan just reminiscing about his career, how he got started, um, all that kind of stuff, talking about where, he, you know, like it followed him then to Australia. Mm. Last year, he did a couple of um, shows around Sydney, Melbourne and that, uh, Jupiter's Casino on yeah, the, Gold, the Coast, Gold Coast, yeah. where he was live on stage yeah. talking about his career and all that kind of it was It wasn't an evening with Hogan yes, or yeah, Paul Hogan yeah. or something like that. Um, it was quite a fascinating show to watch mm. because... Just little things I never knew about Paul Hogan, and also about the um, his uh, you know Australia campaign yeah. advertising Australia yeah. is in the Smithsonian as one of the all time greatest advertising campaigns, yeah, most successful advertising yeah. campaign. Never in ever history. knew that. Yeah, and yeah. all it was was I'll put another shrimp on the, the barbie. Thing, kind the of thing, thing is, I, I always as a kid wanted to see those ads, but they were never shown on Australian TV. Obviously, they were because shown in America. Obviously, because you, you don't want Australians to come to Australia. That's right. You know? Yeah, you know nothing has ever gotten close to uh, having the same yeah. level of, of uh, success mm. for an advertising campaign mm. since then. You'll all remember that horrible Lara Bingle. So where the bloody hell are you? Oh, I hated those ads. Yeah. That was shocking. Even the Qantas ones, you know, where all the kids standing on airs rock singing, you still call it. Oh, I can love Mine, that song. Yeah, I love and, that song. And, and when you're in a different country and you're on the Qantas plane coming home, that, that song is always in the back of your head. It is. Yeah. It really is. But I hated those, those ads. I thought they were just a little bit hokey. But anyway. Um, Lo- uh, Lightning Jack. Lightning Jack, I'll get Paul Hogan. Off Although, if you you can get onto YouTube and you can watch the entire movie on YouTube, really, someone's uploaded it. Really, but I don't easy. want to do that. I want to do the proper thing. Oh, well, you can do the proper. <laughs> Speaking of doing proper thing, didn't this week, Ginge? Because the message went around. Mm. Hello, world. Constantine Pilot hit the interwebs. It has indeed. I've got a copy. I haven't watched it. Have you watched it yet? No, I haven't. Um, I haven't had time. What's your excuse? Well, 
You're just not interested, or no? I, I, I haven't got one. I I just hadn't gotten around to watching it yet. Yeah, isn't it funny? I, like, I, I sat down and watched the Flash pilot straight away. Yep, yep. Um, and, and I'm looking forward to Constantine. Mm. I saw the trailer and everything else. I'm I, probably looking I, forward more to Constantine than the Flash, but you know, it just I've felt read like a whole I needed chunk to watch of the Constant, yeah, the Hell, Hellblazer books and all that, mm. starring John Constantine. Yep. And I'm like, oh, I love the character. I think he's cool. My mate rushes it down the other day when it, as soon as it hit the interwebs. He's yep. like, I've got it here. I'm like, oh, fantastic. Put it on the computer. Haven't touched it yet. Yeah. I'm hoping to get to it maybe uh, this coming week. And it, it, for, from what I understand, it is not like a, a screener. It is a... It's not a absolute finish oh, so copy it's a rough of it. Cut. From what I understand, it, okay, it's well, more I don't know. Rough... I, haven't, I we haven't seen it. But it is available. Uh, and this is the weird thing. They've announced that they're airing the Flash pilot, the Constantine pilot, and a teaser for... Um, Arrow season three mm. at San Diego Comic Con. Oh, hello. Okay, so but the problem is they've already hit the interwebs. Pe- people already. have already seen them. People have already seen them. People yeah. downloaded them. The response we had to last week's podcast where we talked about the Flash. Yeah. So many people have contacted us and gone. Yeah, we watched it. Thought it was really good. Um, if the show goes in this kind of direction, then it'll be a hit. Yeah. And I'm surprised how many people have have gone and. and, and I'm glad. It. I'm glad people haven't knocked it. No, and no. I think I think maybe that was the idea of DC getting it out, Warner Brothers getting it tapping out, tapping the negativity on the head because there was all that negativity about the costume, costume and, and everything else. Yeah. And but um, yeah, it seems to have kind of won people over. Let's see if Constantine could do the same thing. Maybe we should go back to uh, Superman, Batman. We're halfway through the end of that conversation before we got all the way diverted. I digress. I went this way. <laughs> what do you want to finish up with? Uh, I, I, just just quickly, as soon as we saw the photo, yeah, obviously it was Gotham. It, it can't be Metropolis with smokestacks in the background. And, so Metropolis you know, is always that f- uh, sleek future city to ev- me. And, and, and I think uh, even more so in this continuity because architecturally these the designs for the new buildings that were destroyed in the last movie will be a more sleek advanced, sleek looking, yeah, which exactly will give, that. It, give whole, it that look, that comic book look. That whole shot uh, from Batman vs Superman, Henry Cavill in the costume standing yeah. on the rooftop, to me that just screams him it's, in it's, Gotham. It's not Metropolis. It's definitely not, not Metropolis. No. But i tell you what, I'd be interested to see um, Zack Snyder's take yeah. on... Gotham to see how he's going to make Gotham as, look. As, as soon as I saw that 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 artwork, I thought, "Thank God, Zack Snyder is going with a stylized Gotham." It's not just not, Chica- everyday not Chicago, Chicago or New York, like in you know the Dark Knight the, trilogy, the Chris Nolan films. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, it gives it that mystique almost. I'm waiting to see. Can't wait to see how it comes yeah. out. Although, have you seen? The pictures have restarted where they've put that picture and the Batman one, you know, sad Batman. Oh, okay. And they've actually got where it looks like Henry Cavill's arms coming around hugging <laughs> Batman. It's already started. Um, we're, we're, uh, we, we are in the age of memes or memes, however you want to pronounce it. And shit happens. These things pop up like yeah. wildfire. And yep. so that one, like that photo had been up only like an hour. Mm. Around comes sad Batman being hugged by... Henry Cavill, Superman. Well, I'd be pissed off too with with Superman. <laughs> Son of a bitch comes along. All of a sudden, apparently in this new movie, they're building a statue for for Superman. Where's Batman's statue? <laughs> I know there was one in in, in the, uh, Dark Knight Rises, but that wasn't wasn't a real Batman movie. Now was it? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that that was said just for Brennan, for yeah. the sidekick Brennan, because I know how much he loves that movie. Uh, just quickly, while we're, we're, we have mentioned television this week, yes. last episode of Heroes of Cosplay came out. Yes, I've been watching a couple of episodes of that, and um, look, I don't see the whole fuss about Yaya Han. Really? You know, and, and look, she's seen as the queen of cosplay in America and everything else. I'm like, I don't like her. I just, I don't like the costume. Her, pers- she, her personality? Her pers- a, her personality. B, her costume choices. Like, they rave about her costumes. I look at it and go, 
I've, I've seen better. And even in the show, within the show, mm. some of the people who are doing the costumes are better. The people from Crab Cat Industries, yeah. two girls, yep. I think sometimes they do a better job than Yaya Hunt, but they're always seen as kind of beneath her. Like as, yeah, you know I, what I mean? I, just, I, I can understand. I, I think probably her, her costumes are probably more technically better, as in the sewing aspects of it rather than the showmanship See, she aspects does a lot of, of it. um anime uh, yeah. and manga kind of yes, um yes. Uh, co- cosplay yeah uh, you know, she does some mainstream pop stuff oh, like she did the Batgirl and, one yeah yeah but a lot of her stuff is more intricate uh, based on anime characters and all that kind mm. of stuff right my biggest problem I'm not interested in those kind of characters and the problem is when you're on stage in front of 3,000 people you're not going to see the intricate embroidery on the cuffs no, and of, that's, that's the thing like yeah. so you know they, 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 they claim her to be the queen of cosplay mm. whereas me, if I, because I put myself in that audience. If I was sitting, you know, ten rows back, yep. I'm going to notice the guy, the guys and girls with the awesome swords and, yeah, the, and the, the armor and everything else. That you know? episode that I show, showed you, I think it was the uh, the first episode of this new six episodes where the guy come out with the golden wings that sprung up and yeah, the, they were fent- the bow that sprung out that. Yeah took my eyes and one of the other girls she was a uh, a character who had tarot cards in a box yeah, yeah. she'd rigged it up with magnets so when she hovered her hand over the top the cards would attach to her hand and she could pull them yeah. out of the box yep and I was like, that makes more of a, an impression to me than, Showmanship. If, than yeah. if, if a piece of lace has been intricately sewn mm. at the back of a costume. And, yeah. You know, like, I, I, I don't care about that shit. I want to see awesome <laughs> wow factor costumes. Yeah. And, and my problem with, with Heroes of Cosplay, they don't, a lot of the, the people who are cosplaying don't have the big wow factor costumes. So they're focusing on these people, following them around. They shoot the show at a convention. Yeah. The people who win the prizes are none of the people who are in the shows about look that they're following. It's strangers you've never seen before it's who have wow factor costumes. And I'm like, if I was a producer of this show, I'd be like, can we just follow you home and film you doing your costume? Or? Well, that, that's the thing that's, that, that's happened is that, you know, in those first episodes of this, it, it's a continuation of, of series one. Yeah. Um, you know, like that, that episode uh, seven that come along and... and you know, the costumes weren't up to par. Yeah. Then people have gotten on the net and in the subsequent episodes since, the costumes have gotten more intricate and and, and, and higher skilled mm. and they have won at those different conventions best in show and, and so on. Yeah. But people on the interwebs have really kicked up a stink saying that, the sh- that these things were rigged just so that the characters inside the show would win so that they could just be shown winning stuff on the show. Oh, okay. But, but then, but then the, the people have actually said, hey, look, we, all we, we were told was just to rock up uh, ready to, to film with yeah. our costume. Nothing was rigged from where we were coming from. All the judges had nothing to do with the show. They weren't See, being paid for the show. This. this is all coming out in the last week or two, you're mm. telling me. Because mm. um, you follow it week to week, yeah. the, the, the series. I don't. I just get it in a couple of episodes at a time and watch two or three to hit. Yeah. But um, I haven't followed any of this. But that does sound pretty you know, uh, pretty interesting that, that people have claimed this, that, that, that you know, it's rigged. I, th- I think it's, it's just a bit of tall poppy syndrome because the people that were in the show have said, hey... You know, it's kind of a bit shit to turn around and sprout hate against people that are trying their best yeah. to push 
cosplay in a good don't direction. Don't be wrong. Don't be wrong. I th- you know, look, all kudos to, to Yaya Han. Mm. Like, I don't want to come across. I don't want to come across as a full-on hater or anything. Mm. Um, yeah, she's done what she's turned into a brand. It's it's a full-time job for her. So yeah. I've, I've got credit for that. But the way she's promoted as the be-all and end-all, the queen of cosplay, kind of in, in Northern America, mm. I, I'm, I, that's what I've got a problem with. Because I'm like, there are a lot of better cosplayers out there who you know could probably be brought into the show to given be given such an equal role yeah. as her you know I just don't like how they focus on her as like the be all and end all yes she's done good good on her I'm not a fan of a lot of her costumes but good on her for for doing what she does I just think there's more to it than her like yeah there should be mm. other people who are are doing just as good yeah. um, should be given a spot well, on that there, show. There's bound to be people like that that are, that are just as good but don't get their... The kudos. Yeah. yeah. And, and obviously she came around at the right time, was in a position at the right time to be pushed in that direction by the the media. P.S. in, I think, I don't know if it's episode eight or nine, mm-hmm. um, old mate from Texas. They call him Pretty Boy. Uh, I can't think of his name, but anyway, he... Carl. Carl. Yeah. Pretty Boy Carl. He does a costume from Silent Hill, and mm. it would be one of the worst costumes I have ever seen. The, the mannequin, the mannequin from Silent Hill, and yeah. um, he didn't really think it out, did he? He didn't because he couldn't even kind of like he barely got through the doors for the judging room because yes. it was so big and bulky, and um, and it just wasn't a great costume. And uh, I must admit, it was kind of an eye opener seeing how he built it and got inspiration of it. And I, but hats off to him, his back must have been killing him because he was bent <laughs> over the rack on his back for like hours at a time. Ever, ever since watching this show, you know, I. I, I, it's great to see that cosplay has become more accepted by the mainstream media. Yeah. And it's not such a thing of, oh, these geeks that are wearing costumes. It's become more, let's celebrate. You know, you know what I'd love to see is them open up internationally because there's a great Australian cosplayer, mm-hmm. uh, a mate of ours from down south, uh, Justin Costello. Yeah. He does, he's called uh, Justin a Character. Mm-hmm. Now, this guy does amazing costumes. Check him out All on Facebook. scratch built. Yeah. Uh, he's done Deathstroke. He's done Cable, I saw this week Punisher. He's, he's just finished the mask for uh, Scorpion. Yeah, that's right. So, look, check him on out. We might even post a link next week to yeah. his stuff. Um, that's a guy I'd like to see competing on these programs in the US because mm. Justin will give him a run for their money. <laughs> I love his work. He does some great stuff. He's buff too, man. <laughs> Are you jealous, Jin? I, I am kind of jealous, you know. I'm thinking, I can't cosplay as any of these characters. You know, I, I'm all for uh, pride in, in, in one's, you know, body. Yep. But for me, if I don't look just like the character on the page... You're not going to dress up. So, so that's why I'm looking at dressing up as... Characters that are fat. So, like, we could dress you up as the. Co- you could cosplay as Stay Puff the Marshmallow. Yeah. Man. <laughs> All I need to do is a hat, a little bit of a bib, and a some white, white paint. paint. <laughs> I did get along to see How to Train Your Dragons 2 this week, Ginger, on yeah. the big screen. Um, Have you seen, you've seen the first one? Fl- only, only a matter of weeks ago. Yeah. The lovely lasses couldn't, could not believe I had not seen it. So she I thought you were going to say, she uh, Kuna Matata. <laughs> she, uh, she got it on DVD mm-hmm. and uh, we sat down and watched it and I, lo- I fell in love with it. I thought yeah. it was so good. Um, I love the voice actors in it, especially uh, Craig Ferguson. He's fantastic in there. Billy uh, Connolly's in it too, right? No, no, that's Brave you're thinking uh, of. Oh, okay. Uh, no, it's Jared Butler. Okay. Jared Butler, Jay uh, Baruchel, Baruchel, or wherever he's... All made out of... Um, uh, the Goon and, and uh, all those kind and, of... And that, that magic one with old Nick Cage. The uh, Magician's Apprentice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually like him. I think he's a great actor. But my thing is, um, I like him as a voice actor because yeah. he plays Hiccup, uh, who who in the first one, uh, you know, trains dra- this dragon, um, Toothless, to... And ends up know, being the hero. The hero of the movie. And, yeah. and, of course, his village... Spoiler up, alert, mother! Uh, his, um, his village end up embracing the whole 
dragon riding thing. Mm. So you flick to, uh, flick to number two, and they all uh, fl- you know, ride dragons and this kind of stuff, and uh, he's off exploring mm. um, new realms, like new areas around, and he comes across this uh, Drago Bloodfist or whatever his name is, and he's uh, capturing dragons for a dragon army. So he's the bad guy? He's the bad guy in it. Okay, yeah. Uh, some sad bits in it, genuinely. My, my, my lovely lass teared up a little bit. And after Who we posted, dies? I'm not telling you. After we um, posted a, a quick th- you know, uh, review on, on our Facebook pages, mm. the amount of people who came out and said, yeah, we, we shed a tear there as well. I'm like, all <laughs> oh, you people need to harden the hell up. Um, but, you, but you shed a tear too. No, I didn't. No? No. Just, no. just the missus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, you know, got the squeeze on the hand. I look over and there's a little tear, and I'm just like, no, but it's just surprising the amount of people who said they teared up a bit there. Because it, like, it was a little bit sad, and there's bagpipe music playing over the wasn't top. wasn't divergent, motherfucker. No, it wasn't that, no. Uh, but honestly, good film, really good. I'd be interested to see if they do a third film. Well, they've been doing the TV show in Which between. Which I only it. found out this week. My nieces and nephews are apparently massive fans of it, and mm. Uncle Todd discovers it, and it's like, oh, you're so behind the times, Uncle Todd. Yeah, come on, dude. Shit, I knew about it, and I haven't <laughs> even seen the movies. Do it. Do yourself a favour. Go along and watch it. Pick up If you haven't watched the first one, pick it up on DVD, check it out, and then head along to the big screen. Watch it. It's worthwhile watching it on the big screen, I will be honest, but it's probably only out for another week or two. Is it 3D? Is it school holidays? No, it was to, I saw it in 2D, Yeah, um, but it is out at the moment. I'll tell you another thing that's out mm-hmm. on DVD at the moment. Yeah. Go along and pick up one, because you didn't go and see it. The Lego Movie. It's out on DVD right now. Oh, mm. watch it. it. I want to buy it because I've seen it twice on the big screen. Now I want to go home and watch it in the comfort of home. It was a great movie. Yeah. Yeah, loved it. Hey, just quickly while we're talking DVDs, I picked up this movie and I absolutely love this movie and it's one of those movies that no one really gave at the time of day. What is it? Lockout oh. Guy Pierce. Really? Yeah, it's Fortress in Space. Oh, we talked about that on a podcast. Yeah, we did. In a show like two yep. years ago, yeah. did you? And you finally got around to watching it. No, no, I've seen it before. Oh. But I finally got it on DVD. Do yourself a favour. Go see it, man. I don't like Guy Pearce. Dude, you don't, dude, this is the type of movie where he is playing a character that uh, would be able to beat Jared Butler in Olympus. Oh, Fallen. that's a big call, I'm, I am fuck. I am standing behind it, man. Standing behind it. That's a big call. He could, he could beat both Jared Butler and Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis in The Sixth Sense. Oh, Ginge, you need to go back and get on your happy pills, mate. No. Because you know what? You're not your butt. No, no. you got to watch it. <laughs> Guy and, Pierce. And you, you, you will full on believe it. Guy Pierce? Yes, man. Guy he's not, he's not, he, he's, he's not doing his indie film. He's doing full on Hollywood blockbuster stuff. Yes. Guy Pierce. D- don't look at me like that. Everyone watching this, write in. Guy Pierce. On the Facebook page. Better than Jared Butler. Way better. He could take him like that. I don't know what you drank tonight, but you want to put it No, down. no, no. <laughs> don't be so negative. He, he is... He is don't a, be a negative Nelly. He, he is an Australian icon. <laughs> he is a hero of the Australian oh, oh, film hey, industry. Hey, hey. Paul Hogan mm-hmm. is an Australian icon, mate. Yeah. After watching Lockout, you will think that Guy Pearce okay, is I'll just borrow it off you and, and give it's it a watch. It's a great... It, it is... It is I, I cannot say how much I enjoyed it. You know how much you enjoyed Escape Plan? With, yes. Yeah? Slice alone. And, this uh, is on par with that oh, movie. Get out of it. Uh, absolutely, man. Let's be cool. Yep. Let's be cool. Okay, Ginch, I'm going to bow to your superior film knowledge. You should. Okay, some some of the news out this week from DC mm-hmm. Comics. Yeah. Uh, well, the big one from DC this week was a new creative team announced for the Wonder Woman monthly comic. It's going to be interesting to yeah. see where they go with it. 
Well, starting with uh, November's issue number 36, there's a new husband and wife team taking mm-hmm. over. Okay. It's Dave Finch and his wife, Meredith Finch. Uh, she's writing, he's drawing. They take over in uh, November with number 36. So I'm looking forward to that because mm. Dave Finch, I've always had a bit of a soft spot for his artwork. Wasn't a big fan on Forever Evil, I must admit. Yeah. Just, just looked a bit rushed to me, but uh, it'd be interesting to see how he goes on Wonder Woman. So it's a bit of a, a creative change well, there. Especially being so close to the writer. You know, yeah. you're going to interact and some of his art will actually inspire segments of the story, potentially. Well, that's what we're hoping for. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you another uh, little announcement from DC. This has got uh, gums a-flapping, Ginge, as mm-hmm. I like to say. Gums a-flapping. Okay. There are two new Batman series getting launched later this year, comic series. Now, okay. well, one of them is called Arkham Manor, but the one that everyone's talking about is Gotham Academy. Now, yes. talk is, remember, we, we, and we've talked about it before, yep. the yep. whole um, discussion Paul Dini and Kevin Smith had on yes. Batman on Batman yes, yes, about yes. Paul Dini's vision for what he'd do as a TV series yep, yep. based on, like, young Bruce Wayne going through like a, a private school private school high school yeah, yeah college you know, type yeah that kind of thing well guess what we're getting Gotham Academy so they reckon it's very similar uh, to what Paul Dini and it's, it's uh, interesting it's about. interesting yeah so that's coming out later in the year and the other one is Arkham Manor so uh, if you're a Batman fan and you like getting all the Batman titles well guess what you're going to be a little bit broker because there's another two to add to the list now have you heard anything about this Batman Unlimited uh, potential series or toy line that, that there's been, that, a, toy, been... Yep, there's been a toy line for about two or three years. Um, now, a, an image leaked at uh, I think it was the Las Vegas um, like toy expo. Yeah, or the something toy, yeah, the, the licensing the, expo. The, the licensing expo. That's right. And everyone jumped on it and went, "Is this a new Batman cartoon coming?" Turns out that doesn't look like it. It's um, that was pushing the toy line. Okay. Um, they may turn around and go, "Well, hey, hang on, that's, that's a good idea. We might do a cartoon based on the toy line." Mm-hmm. Stranger things have happened. Transformers. Um, yep. Um, but it's not official. It was that shot was for a promo at okay. that uh, licensing. And it was inter- it was interesting. The toy line that the the design for Batman had like a, a chin guard, had almost chin like guard? the yeah. Flash costume in this new television series. In some, uh, like throughout the ages, in different Batman spinoffs and Elseworlds and all that, he had the chin guard. Do you remember that the artwork for Batman Forever had the chin guard on? Val Kilmer in that the the sonar suit at the end yep. of the movie yep. that in the artwork it had the chin guard and yet in the movie he didn't have it. That's right. I could never understand why in the artwork all of a sudden he had a chin guard. I don't know. I really don't know. But um, yeah, interesting days ahead. Keep an eye out. Two more Batman series. I'll be picking those up myself. It, 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 it'd be, Especially Gotham Academy because I like if it's anything like what those guys described, yeah. that would be cool. And it, you know, hopefully it'll be able to potentially fill out this gap of time that we've never really you know been introduced to in the in the Bruce Wayne like his high school years yeah. kind of thing yeah um just quickly before we go we were talking about Constantine there was a big brouhaha about him smoking on television as in not smoking as it, yeah as in he apparently NBC put the kibosh on it and said no cuz in the comic he's always lighting up he's yeah. got a cigarette and everything else now we uh, haven't seen it but we have been told that in the in the show he smokes but you don't see it in his mouth. That's the way they've gotten around it. Okay. So he's holding a cigarette, or you know, I so. Because you know, I mean, I haven't got a problem with him dropping it out. Um, I'll be honest with you. Like I, I really don't. I, I get it. It's an, you know, it, people don't want people smoking. Companies don't want to pr- 
be seen as promoting smoking, all that kind of stuff. I don't know whether it's absolutely essential to the character. I think if he's British, to, you know, dresses like the character. Um, he's got blonde hair kind of for a start, hair, so all of a sudden. To Keanu Reeves, thank God. Um, although, although. I don't think him having the cigarette is that big a deal. That's just me. It's my personal opinion. And, and, and at the time when the, the comic was written originally. Yeah. You know, everyone. I mean, in a lot of comics today, you don't see characters smoke. I mean, it's yeah. just this thing. We're kind of going away from it. I mean, each to their own. If you want to smoke, you smoke. I'm a reformer smoker myself. I would never kind of jump on people or anything like that. It's 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 a lifestyle choice, whatever you want to do. But I see the reason why companies don't want to promote it. Uh, they don't want to be seen as promoting character yeah. smoking. Yep. I get it. I understand but, it. You don't want it in cartoons. You don't want to, you know, even in films, a lot of films nowadays, you don't necessarily see lead characters smoking and yeah. stuff like that. So I haven't got a problem with it. Diehard fans kind of do. But to me, it's, it's, I don't see it as an essential character um, tick. You know what I mean? I, he doesn't need to always have the cigarette. But I do like the fact that they have been crafty about it to to give the insinuation well, like that he's smoking. The day, if, if, in the, if in the ongoing series, every time you see him get a cigarette out to light up, something happens that he doesn't get to light it or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Fair enough. That way he's, he, yeah, he's got to... He is a smoker. He's a smoker. You don't see him smoking on screen. And every time he goes to, something happens and distracts him or something yep, like yep. that. You know? Cool, whatever. That would be awesome. Um, and I've got no problem with that. So, mm. But anyway, I'm just waiting to see. I'm going to sit down and watch it this week. Yeah. You're going to sit down and watch yeah. it. We'll talk about it when I get back from holidays, Ginge. And we'll be able to uh, give a bit of an opinion about uh, how you preferred it over the Keanu Reeves-Constantine movie. Yes. And I've I got to say, as I sit here right now, when I went and saw Constantine at the cinema, I loved it, man. Yeah, but you had no idea about I, the background I, I, of the character I, I, and I had, Yeah, I had never read Hellblazer before. I always that. said it was a good film and just didn't have to be called Constantine. It, it, yeah, it, they could have called it anything. I mean, it had Shia LaDouche in it before he was a douche. He was his uh, offsider, remember? The, the, the cab driver. Chaz. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Very different from the comics, the character, but, yeah. you know, I, I must say that I really enjoyed Constantine, Constantine the movie. It just could have been called something it could It could have been. Could have been called Keanu Reeves fights supernatural forces and Gabriel with cigarettes and... Tattoos, that's a bit and of a no shoes. I don't think they'd fit that on a poster. Um, no shoes. Gabriel fighter. Tattoo, tattoo. No. The plane, boss. The plane. All right. That's it for another week here at Geek Speak Live. I've been your host, Todd Bailey. My co-host, thanks, Gingy. Wake up, and on pots and pans. Thank you very much. Where can people find our stuff? See our stuff at facebook.com forward slash geekspeaktv, youtube.com forward slash geekspeakaustralia, at geekspeakau, geekspeakau at gmail.com. Don't forget to check us out at thegeekyawards.com. Yep. Go check out our award-nominated podcast make sure you tune into the sidekicks steve yeah. and brendan they do a great little uh, podcast nominated well. also on the geekyawards.com and i'll tell you what james that's blah, 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 blah. that's all folks i'm off for a holiday see you in a couple of weeks stay geeky australia mm-hmm.